First Metrosec is providing this podcast as a general market commentary. Reference to any specific security, product, or entity do not constitute as an offer or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed by the hosts are subject to change without notice and First Metrosec is under no obligation to update, amend, change, or correct any of the statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed. The statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the view of First Metrosec. First Metrosec disclaims any liability arising from reliance on or reference to any information obtained in this podcast. You are listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast, where we feature timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing you investing and trading guidance. Here's your host, Royce Aguilar, from the Research Department at First MetroSec. Okay, hello everyone. So welcome to another stock market wrap-up. We are now already on the first week of August and that we will be happy to discuss with you what happened in the month of July stock type. So we will discuss what happened in the month of July, what to watch out for this month, long-term stock picks and traders playbook highlights. And then of course, question and answer right after. So in July 2022, the PSA actually ended higher by 160 points or 2.60% to close at 6,315.93. But here today, the PSA is down by 11.3%. We noticed that the market has been weak at the start of July, mainly because of the depreciation of the Philippine peso, right? It's all over the news from June to July, from 3 to 56 at a fast pace. But what supported the market, because the market ended higher, so what supported the market was the pullback in commodity prices, right? I'm not sure if you guys felt it, but oil prices pulled back. Wheat prices also put back in general commodity prices, even nickel, right? Of course, in concept, an aggressive monetary policy is not good for equities, right? But in this case, in terms of addressing inflation, which is already reaching 6%, that was appreciated by the market, okay? The way you saw the emergency rate hike, which was initially resulted in a market drop, but eventually the market appreciated how fast they are in addressing inflation. I'd like to discuss a bit lang yung advantages and disadvantages of a weak peso. Of course, in terms of advantage of a weak peso, we sell our products in the international market at a lower price, diba? This in turn boosts production and employment, so this is referring to exports. Another advantage of a weak peso is when Filipino families back home are enjoying the increase in remittance value, they get to enjoy higher purchasing power. This is now more on the oil remittances, right, which our mga enjoy back in the Philippines. This advantage of a weak peso, this is interesting because basic commodities like coal and crude oil become more expensive, especially in the Philippines, net importer. I'm not sure if you noticed, but there was this one week where global oil prices pulled back, but the peso depreciated significantly in that week. Now, even though oil prices pulled back, the gasoline pump prices that week went up. That's the effect of a weak peso. Okay. On the second point, the cost of foreign goods and services increases. So that's where you're referring to import. For instance, if you're traveling, the cost of travel becomes more expensive in peso terms. Airline ticket, accommodations, meals, diba? So probably a lot of people are experiencing that, especially we're reopening the globe. The world is reopening and we're traveling a lot more. And if you take a look at technical analysis, if you take a look at the chart, of course, you actually ended at six three earlier. You can really see that the market is trying to, uh, is finding it hard 
in breaking above that 6.4 level. That's the problem. We're trading in a tight range where a break above 6.4, a break above that 50-day MA will result in a bit of a bullish run-up. But it's hard to maintain that if the volume is dry. We have to see more volume. We have to see more foreigners come in. But needed to say the market is trying to bottom out, but not much convincing signs yet. That's the general analysis. So what do you watch out for in the month of August? Will the higher COVID-19 reproduction cases continue? We're seeing cases continue to go high. I think last week, 24,000. The previous week, 19,000 in a week. So will that continue? Of course, the good sign is our president said that he's not going to implement lockdowns anymore. So that's a good sign, at least for the stock market, for the economy. Of course, another issue right now is monkeypox, but of course, monkeypox, I mean, I'm not going to underestimate that because before, diba, we said, COVID-19, one case pa lang, 10 case pa lang. The monkeypox, I believe one case pa lang. But it's definitely much harder to contact monkeypox. That's the thing. But something to put our watch list, the movement of the USDPHP is something we should continue to watch out for because the further depreciation to peso, meaning foreigners will come out of the Philippines because you will notice heavy foreign, heavy net foreign selling in the past few weeks, especially because of the depreciation of the past, because in the investment of the foreigners are depreciating also in terms of value. Right? So maybe they're putting a lot more on dollars, going back to the US and other regions with stronger currencies. In terms of economic data, there are lots of economic data. We'd like to highlight a few inflation, August 5th, GDP, August 9th. Central Bank interest rate decision August 18, 25 or 50 bips. That's the estimate right now. For U.S., inflation, jobs report on Friday, August 5th, inflation August 10th. And then, of course, a lot of corporate earnings right now coming out. by Banks doing well so far, but not that much reflected in the price action. But more importantly, you have to be aware if the earnings beat estimates or did it disappoint estimates. That's the importance now of looking at our reports. How much? Because it's easy to say a company grew its earnings year on year. Was it expected already or did it actually surprise analyst estimates? It's very important because if an earnings report comes out better than expected, that's where stock goes up. Not necessarily if the earnings just grew. One example, Wilcon, last week, it not only grew its earnings, it beat consensus estimates. It beat analyst estimates. Hence, 20% up last week alone. So it's very important. Language of the central banks across the world on inflation, monetary policy, will they hike more? Or are they seeing signs of recession already? Will they pull back on the increase of rates? That's why it's very important to look at the central bank action right now, especially the market is consolidating within a tight range, undecided, because they don't know where the central bank will go forward in terms of monetary policy or in terms of peace. Bills and laws to be passed by the new government, but it's very important for the way usually the US may first 100 days. And based on Sona, there are a lot of analysts saying the IT, BPO, mining stocks are poised to outperform in this new admin. Of course, that's right now those are yet to be passed in terms of how much they will benefit. So we have to keep in mind which laws, which bills will be passed by the government in line with the overall general goal. In terms of stock picks, we revised most of our picks already. Revised lower, right? If you recall... Yung year and target na in 7.3, but that's the base case. Yung bear case is 6,600. And we, as you mentioned in our previous events, we are, the likelihood of our bear case is higher. Meaning yung 6.6 yung likely mid-year and Okay, we recognize that. And that is already reflected in our target price, which is significantly lower. The basis SM from 1267 to 1025. But the bottom line here is we still like the fundamentals, especially for SM. It's trading below negative one standard deviation. 
bottom line guys, it's trading at a steep discount. It has been discussed for so long, but it's a rare case for the likes of SM. Definitely the leader in a lot of sectors. For Jollibee, we lowered our target price from 289 to 260. We like to focus on the second point, right? Our earnings cuts were tempered as business transformation initiatives bear fruit, meaning we did cut earnings from Jollibee, but we cannot ignore how Jollibee's ventures are doing well. The buying coffee beans, smash burger, already improved in terms of numbers. For Robinson's retail, a laggard for so long in terms of share price, but we cannot deny the fact that its earnings are improving. And we'd like to focus on the second point, that amid the rising inflation environment, we turn to retailers given their ability to pass on costs to their mid-to-high income target market. Of course, you mid-to-high income target market, they also feel the brunt of inflation, but they're relatively less sensitive. And again, companies like RHI can, can pass on costs without demand being significantly affected. That's the, those are the type of companies you should be looking at right now. For Ayala Land, we haven't lowered our target price here yet. But guys, just to explain to you why Ayala Land pulled back in the past weeks, past month, because there were foreign brokers downgrading the stock because of the impact of high interest rates to its residential business. Well, there is an impact, definitely. But for us, the sell-off was overdone and provides opportunity for long-term investors to come in. For target price, it's currently 49 but we will definitely revise that downwards in the coming weeks. Okay. For RLC, target price, 25 pesos. Operational conditions should continue to improve amid the opening and backed by robust macro fundamentals. Good growth prospect from Perth Mall specifically. See Robins Land, well-balancing office, malls, and residential, but the mall exposure will definitely help RLC moving forward more. SM Prime Holdings, target price 45 pesos. Guys, you, you can really notice the outperformance of SM Prime and why? Mainly because of its mall exposure. Across all segments of property, but we have office, mall, residential. New malls you know, outperform. And it's being reflected in the outperformance of SMPH, the stock, because 60 to 70% of SM Prime's operating income comes from malls. And fun fact, Meralco and SM Prime are the only ones up this year in terms of share price, diba? Of course, that since Meralco kasi effective August 8 by inclusion niya. So as of now, August 2, SM Prime and ano pa lang, si Meralco are up. For BPI, for the banks, target price for BPI is 99. We have to recognize that the digitalization efforts of BPI could, are bearing fruit, right? Fees from digital initiatives grew to more than one-third of the bank's total fee income. Mr. Bank recorded substantial increases in its digital client base. And this is the name of the game right now, given the higher costs. You, how you will control your cost. And for BPI, digitalization efforts are definitely helping in their cost structure, cost savings specifically. For BDO, you can really see the strengths in numbers and how its earnings are improving amid the economic opening. Target price is 148. Definitely, BDO is still the biggest beneficiary of economic opening since it's a catalyst for faster loan growth and improving asset quality. For Security Bank, it is interesting because just got taken out of the PSEI index. You can really see the stock breakdown, which new year-to-date lows. But if you're looking at it on the long-term point of view, something to take advantage of. We have seen a lot of stocks get taken out of the index and outperform because they're selling Security Bank right now because index tracker funds have to sell them, but not necessarily because the fundamentals have changed. So we have to take that into account and take advantage of the fact that we're not index tracker funds. We have more leeway to really move our money around. So we have to take advantage of this. Our target price is 180. So here are top picks so far. This is share price as of July 13, 31. July, actually it's July 29, 2022. SM, upside is 32%. 
SMPH 23%, RLC 47%, GFC 29%, RHI 26%, BDO 23%, BPI 6%, SECB 30%. Okay, here's our model report showing how our topics are outperforming the market. So we're doing good so far. We hope to continue with this outperformance. In terms of Trader's Playbook highlights, I would just like to highlight here our report in terms of our forecast. Ng PSCI and we were accurate on this one. Semiraraag entering PSCI sec be getting deleted or removed. But what's more important here is okay, how can investors act on it? Diba? That's our recommendation here. Take advantage of SECB's expected deletion, set trailing stops on Semerara, take profit along the way. Diba? So there's still a chance to read on our report. But in general, SECB's the buy right now. Here's our trade playbook, 61% hit ratio. More importantly, if you average the gains and losses altogether, average year to date 7.4% as compared to PSA down ng 11%. So we're proud of our reports. Both company and traders play well, right? So hope a lot of our clients have followed our reports. We also provide sell calls, right? Before Dito, Araneta, and Prime Media pulled back, sabi namin, take profit na, lighten ang breakdown. So it has done so well. Itong yield na to, kunyari, shinord nyo siya, right? But the bottom line here is, if you own these stocks and you followed our report, you wouldn't have lost as much. We also have lots of content for you guys. PSC Podcast, Podcast with PSC President and CEO Ramon Monson. We also have SM Prime Holdings, the biggest company, in, the biggest asset company in the country. We also have Economic Outlook, diba? So a lot of content for you guys besides what we're having now for you guys to learn. Personally, I'm learning a lot just by asking questions from our industry experts. So I hope you guys can listen into. Okay, pag kayo or weekend. Listen to this, diba? Pag uwe, haba nag workout. It's good to listen to our industry experts. All right. So it's time to answer your questions. First is the number of days duration for this target price, as you mentioned. It's usually 12 months. 12 months after our reports have been released. So you can base the dates from the time we uploaded them on the website. So 12 months. So next question is, yeah, it's, this is a good question. Considering some removal from PSC index like RHI Bloom, the trading volume is quite low. For SECP, do you see same pattern happening? Well, in terms of the total trading volume moving forward, likely it's going to be a bit lower than when it was in the PSCI because now Security Bank will be part of significantly lesser funds because it's not required to be bought. Eh. But at the end of the day, you have to look at fundamentals. And for Security Bank, something to be part of your portfolio, especially if you're looking at as banks as a hedge to higher interest rates, right? Because Security Bank will benefit from higher interest rates and it's also the opening winner, especially once inflation is out of the way, there will be an outperformance across the opening stocks again and Security Bank is one. That's a good question. But there are also other cases if the fundamentals of a certain stock is outperforming, like Semerara, it got removed from the index, but coal mining was the coal prices really went up. So there are instances where even if you're out of the BSC index, you can have higher volume as compared to those inside the index. So likely volume will be a bit lower than when it was part of the index, but there's also a chance that moving forward when the fundamentals are really in line with the market trend, it can outperform. So there. A good question. Any insights about Merano? So let's discuss first what happened in the past days. What happened was the GG Summit sold part of its stake in Meralgo, right? At 344 pesos. The problem was prior to announcing that selling of stake, Meralco was trading at around 360. So what happened was the market tracked the 344 selling price because probably they want to take profit 
before GG Summit implements or executes its block trades. And that's what happened. Ko, even dated to was 329 yesterday. But again, let's ask ourselves, did the fundamentals of the company change? It did not. There was just this block trade, but the fundamentals have not changed. So for Miralco, it's something to take advantage of, especially it's also a reopening play. You're seeing a lot of across commercial, commercial restaurants, hotels, school, diba? back to school na. Tapos in industrial, semiconductors, cement. So there are a lot of opening place that benefits Meralco, right? Of course, less for household, but there's also a pickup from other segments. So Meralco is also expanding its renewable energy. Meralco also has, besides being a power distribution question, before, the si Miralco, it's only a power distribution company right now. Power generation na rin siya. Meron na rin siyang sariling San Buenaventura power plant. So, there. So, Miralco, take advantage of the dips. Good question. Is your target price equal to take profit price or fair value? Yes. Actually, the answer there is fair value. But usually, when a stock trades near its fair value, and then we see more upside ahead, we increase the target price. So, we have to take a look at target price as the fair value within the next 12 months. Probably after 12 months, is the fair value the same or higher? Usually it's higher, especially for topics. But if we remove it from a topic, sometimes may problem na siya. So that's the time you take profit. We will definitely tell you, about, for example, before Monday, positive coming right now, not so much. So we tell you to sell that, switch to another name. So it's very important to really attend these kinds of events or look into your reports to really be updated because Sometimes may stock na in demand, may stock na good to buy, and then eventually after months, the iba fundamentals niya, kailangan na palang iset. So, I hope I answer your question. I think there are a lot of questions here about best dividend paying stock. For us, kasi, I classify them to do the dividend paying common stocks, tapas ping beats. For dividend paying common stocks, we are positive also on PLDT, Tel, right? Semerara was initially one of our top picks, especially if seen that Saturday's playbook several times, right? But right now, as it's more on Semerara, like taking profit and then buying it at the lower price. But right now, wag muna i-buy, like take profit muna, just set training stops. So to answer your question, PLDT, and then look into REITs. REITs, such as MREIT, trading below IPO price. But a lot of assets have been infused into MREIT after the IPO. So the value should have been way higher right now. Of course, there's the problem right now na yung yield niya, less daw than inflation, less than 10-year bond yield than Philippines. But you have to keep in mind, the treats don't only give you yield, share price appreciation in Sha, especially after the asset infusions now and in the future. So I hope I answer your question. Actually, as part of our talk, in the port of the tell, Globe is also there, but top priority tell REITs. So yun Sha. I think there are also questions about any picks for REITs. So yeah, as mentioned, M REIT, A REIT, RCR. Those are our top three REITs. Mostly because we have to bet on the bigger the better because Because it will give you more stability in terms of earnings para sure ka na may yield, diba? So, bigger is better, especially a lot of infusion in the future to those three. Yeah, it's a good question. Should I cut my losses? Diba? Si Russia, still at war with Ukraine, there's still a pandemic. I think we have to recognize na the stock market is forward-looking. It's also good to evaluate the situation right now. And, you know, say Russia, Ukraine, parang no end in sight pa. But as for the pandemic, cases are going up again, but 
we have adjusted so well. The companies have already adjusted so well in terms of how to operate in this kind of environment. So now we have to position ourselves on which stocks will outperform in the future because it's hard to time the market. Eh? But I agree with the adage that time in the market is better than timing the market, especially if you have a day job, day work from home. Ang hirap time new market. Our general recommendation right now is to have exposure but not be aggressive about it. Dapat manage your exposure. It's like, like at most 50%. Now. 50% cash or 50% you put on other assets. Okay? But for equities, not too aggressive muna. Okay? So to answer your question, if for example, if 1 million pesos exposed ka ng 500,000 you try to sell the stocks that have already made you profit. Tapos, you add on to the opening winners. You add on to REITs. That's one way. But if you're heavily exposed right now, kunyari, 1 million yung budget mo, tapos naka 950,000 ka na, you try to lighten up a bit. Because it's not the time to be fully aggressive yet. But the fundamentals say, do not be aggressive in technicals, undecided rent. So, you have to follow those also. Okay, so yeah, the question here is, SCC reach at 41 level. Is it good buy or wait for the pullback? Ako, if you don't have Semerara, best to wait for the pullback na lang. Around its support levels, 38, 34, mga ganun. But right now, it's not the best time to buy. Even if it goes up 10% from here, other stocks could rally way higher than that. Kasi si Semerara na price in na yung good earnings niya from higher coal prices in the past few months and yung inclusion sa PSEI. What more to expect? So you have to take that into consideration. Uh, a lot of people have made money in seminar already. So a lot of people are waiting to just take profit. Oh yeah, good question. What can you say about SGPs? This stock gives dividend also. Yes, SGP also dividend pay. SGP also, like, it indirectly owns NGCP, which is the sole transmission operator in the country. So yes, thank you for pointing that out. SGP also, good dividend paying stock. Okay. Okay, it's a good question. Of course, the question is why is Dennis Uy stocks being sold down? Even the preferred shares are being sold down. Does investors get the fault of the preferred stock? So let's try to dig into it a bit. No. So for in news kate, the news is all about after it's being cleared up, yung issue pala was all about this Clark Global Development Corp not settling yung sa Clark International in Clark International Airport. Right. That was around 225 million pesos, okay? And then, yung problem was a lot of experts saw that there was this cross-default provision. The cross-default provision, meaning if nag-default ka in one of your business, it's technically default ka na in other businesses. So, the problem now is a lot of experts have looked into magkani utang, magkani liabilities ng other assets, mag other subsidiaries, other units in Dennis Uy. That's why they got sold down. Dito, Chelsea, Phoenix, the common share, Phoenix, the preferred share, PH Resorts Group, the yung Mactan Cebu Gaming Resort. So, that's the fear na investors will see a default on the preferred stock. The preferred stock was significantly sold down, diba? The problem kasi, there was a follow-up news on Phoenix na it hasn't paid its bioethanol manufacturers. I think that's around 600 million pesos worth. After that news came out, the Phoenix preferred stock was sold out further. So that, that's the issue. If you ask me, Phoenix naman has been paying yung preferred stock investors. But we have to go back to the fact na we have to look at the business as well because na-settle na yung sa Clark. Eh. So we have to go back to the fundamentals. Okay, oil demand is recovering. Gas, diba? But it's hard to pinpoint kasi for example, Phoenix is not the leading oil uh, gas so but the proof of the fact of the matter the fact of the matter is it, it has been paying its preferred investors but if you ask me i would prefer for other preferred shares the bigger ones 
specifically Ayala, San Miguel. I've been recommending that I think for some clients and some of the webinars before. Ever since naman, mag-preferred ka, go for the safer ones. If you want to be more aggressive about it, go for leads. So there. Yeah, the question is, SGP stock regulated by the Philippine government? Well, NGCP is regulated. So, ano siya? As a school transmission operator, it is regulated in terms of its operations, yung capital expenditure, gets approved by the government. So, next question is, what's our outlook on ACNG? ACNG's prospects are, growth prospects are, for me, clear as day na the expansion is welcome development for them. They're expanding well in the Philippines and globally. Australia, India, Vietnam, right? The problem right now, why isn't the bandina sustain your rally? It was expensive already. But the outlook on the fundamentals of ACNG, definitely good growth prospects. Especially right now, ACNG is now fully RE. By change its name to ASEAN Corp. Mula na siyang non-RE assets even in the Philippines. So, RE play talaga si ACNG. It's right. It's just the problem right now is it's technically, it's relatively expensive as compared to other names. But definitely the fundamentals are there. So, the answer here is buy on pullback si ACNG. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. Among the banks, which banks have higher P.E. ratio? Which banks have lowest P.E. ratio? Based on the last time we checked, CBDO usually has the higher P.E. ratio. The lowest ones are Metrobank East-West. So, hope that answers your question. But of course, hindi lang yun yung main indicator that we look at. Usually, historically, like, CBDO naman talaga mataas ng P.E. ratio. May premium shop given it's the number one bank. So, for Metrobank, but change sa mga lowest P.E. ratio. But in terms of assets, If you exclude land bank, si Metrobank naman, second or third sa assets. So, diba? Something to ponder upon. So, next question here. It's a good decision to put all your portfolio in REITs? It depends on your, ano po kasi ma'am, it depends on your risk appetite. Kasi I'm an advocate of diversifying talaga. So, even if you're, for example, if your risk appetite is risk of risk, meaning takot ka sa mga price movement masyado ng stocks, I wouldn't fully suggest pa yung all portfolio man sa leads. I would put most of our portfolio to leads preferred, but magtitira pa rin ako ng 20-30% for common shares, right? Even if you are risk-averse, there are a lot of common share stocks there na good for you. The most stable ones, the bigger ones, SMSMPH, diba? Babagsak na naman sila significantly if may big negative news. But at the end of the day, they're market leaders. They remain to be market leaders even kahit nakailang crisis na. It's a proof that they can withstand the test of time. So, yeah. Okay, we'll answer last two questions. Who has better growth prospects and financial strength, AC Energy or SPNIC? It's a good question. First, in financial strength. Right now, it's AC Energy. Financial strength. In terms of growth prospects, kasi, it's interesting. Because for AC Energy, you can nakikita mo na growth prospect niya. So, medyo na-establish yung si AC Energy. For SPNIC, parang there's a chance that it can even list Solar Philippines. Yung parang buong Solar Philippines sa stock change, diba? So, and SPNIC is relatively smaller. So, financial strength right now, AC Energy. But growth prospects, AC Energy has Good growth prospect. But to answer your question, SPNIC has a lot more headroom to grow. And who do I prefer? Well, ako right now, I'll put money muna on AC Energy. For example, if may 100,000 pesos, I'll put 60,000 muna on AC Energy, 40,000 SPNIC. And then once I see execution from SPNIC, I'll increase my exposure on it. So that's how I look at it. I hope that's clear. The last question is, which is better for long-term, property or bank? Well, ano yan eh? Pag long-term talaga ako, usually a bit of both. A bit of both talaga. But right now, to be specific about it, I'll pick banks. Tapos sa property, 
I'll be picky specifically the ones with higher mole exposure. Kasi yun yung mas nagbe-benefit right now. So, there. So, thank you. This has been Royce Aguilar, Equity Research Deputy Head for Detail. And as always, in First Method Securities is hashtag your future first. So, thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our new episodes. For more up-to-date market news and info, exclusive content, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders, join facebook.com slash groups slash First MetroSec and be part of the First MetroSec family. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.